And then he gets promoted to capo, which is sort of like captain. He's got a bunch of dudes under him. Yeah. So the mob structure is the boss, the underboss. Under yep. the underboss is Reuben, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's not even the right line from the white. It's how my hair looked, Mike, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Look good. Or she gets shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Scene rules. Anyway, hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Community Noticeboard, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming of age towers. Oh, baby, have we got a good one today? A good one with one of our returning legends. It's Anthony Lacasio back in the house. How are you, mate? I'm so good, guys. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me back. Of course, man. This is the fucking funnest podcast oh, <laughs> ever. Thanks, very man. sweet. I had I had such a good time last time that I invented a different suburb. So <laughs> <laughs> when we were getting you back home, we're like, oh fuck, we can't talk about the eastern suburbs again. I think we've exhausted every drop from there. <laughs> but <laughs> luckily. And, and uh, you know, fans of yours may not know that you're half Greek and half Italian. I know. This is the secret. I've got to come clean. <laughs> <laughs> so we're traveling back to the. To this is one a notes app apology of a podcast. <laughs> 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 miss his Italian. But we are, we are covering, covering Sicily today, which is. Um, Home country. I'm excited, yeah. Yeah, man. Is your family background. Sicilian, yes, specific. Oh, okay, very, cool. very much. So. Is this the first international um, episode oh, we've done? No, we've done America, and and India, England. America, and we've done Singapore, I believe, That's and Indonesia. Very I think cool. This is the first mainland Europe, would you say? Yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Sicily is not technically yeah, mainland. Europe. Well, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I got. Oh, you're you're all Italian, man. You know <laughs> Sicily, <laughs> like, here we go. Sicily's not even mainland. Italy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This whole this you guys did so much research last. <laughs> We just looked at a picture of the food. I'm oh, like, yeah. good enough. <laughs> Sicilian pizza. Yeah, it's some dominoes. Um, I got some. Um, I mean, you, you can talk a background, but I'll, I'll just quickly name some Australian um, Sicilians mm -hmm. heritage, um, uh, which I think um, it may not be exhaustive. So, um, but certainly people who have claimed. But it's very funny to me because there's there's a very clear. Um, gender divide in, in the roles of the famous Australians. So the women, they're all musicians and presenters and, and actresses. you got like pretty big names. Tina Arena, oh, Natalie yeah. Imbruglia, the, the Veronicas, wow. both of them. Can you believe that? <laughs> um, Gabrielle uh, Chilmy, I don't know if you remember that Sweet About Me song. Yes, I've been singing that to my baby, except I keep singing There's Nothing Poop About Pee. <laughs> <laughs> and all it does is make me laugh, really. It's an unauthorized <laughs> cover by Jamie Kirk. That's also not been my experience. Sometimes there's crossover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then you got uh, Pia Miranda from Looking uh, for Albrecht. Hey. Oh, yeah, oh. the best. Um, Leela George, who's uh, Vince D'Onofrio's daughter, which is, she's Australian somehow, I don't know. Jane Gazza. Anyway, all these um, TV presenters. And all the men, it's either sports people or shitty local politicians. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> totally checks out. Got Daniel Ricciardo, uh, Formula One, obviously. Steve Corica, um, A-League. Mark Barenda from the AFL. And then it's just like Victorian MP, former mayor of Perth, state senator for Western Australia. You know, and all I, these I, just. I, like, I bet on their Wikipedia pages there's a scandal. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of scandalous stuff happening. Santo Santoro was in a bit of trouble for a while. Um, I thought that um, Minicello was too, but maybe but he's, maybe he's a Calabrian. Yeah. The, the, it the it may not be uh, uh, exhaustive, but yeah, potentially. But like, it's it's very clearly like you see, if you're a girl, you're singing. If you're a man, you're doing dodgy deals or you're a fucking sportsman. So yeah, I, I had told some guys that I met at uni very, very early days. I wanted to impress them. So I had come up with this lie that the Veronicas were my first cousins. <laughs> and I told, I told them that and they're like, yeah. They're Famously like, impressing a couple of bros. That's right. Yeah, I love oh, the Veronicas, bro. Dude, it fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Ash is a Veronica. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, my surname is Veronica, but I don't like to advertise. <laughs> and then I, I kind of totally forgotten about this until like eight years later, I bumped into one of these guys, hadn't seen him for years. And he's like, oh yeah, so um, how's your cousin's career going? You know, like you're doing you're doing comedy too. Is there much crossover? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> My cousin's a bricklayer. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> My cousin's the MP. Fucking <laughs> 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 ass, man. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, like, do, when you when you because you were 
Like in Australia, I feel like it's like Italian's Italian, but in a Sicilian family, is it very clearly like Sicilian's different Regional from Italian? Pride. To be honest, no. Not no really? At least within my family, they're very like, they understand that they're from Sicily, but they're, they're, they're very patriotic about Italy. Italy. But my grandparents spoke the dialect. Yeah. Um, and it's like not Italian. Yeah. It's right. closer to Portuguese. It's crazy. It's oh, it's yeah, so bereft from like, and even, even saying like, you know, when you speak to people that are from South Australia and, mm. and they speak a bit, Mm. They, they say castle. Yeah. Yeah. And they say Adelaide yeah. uh, and shit like that's, that's just an accent thing. This is like a totally different country. Like yeah. in, in Italian, like you'd say, you'd, you'd allude to this and you'd say questo qua. In Sicilian, it's kishtuka. It's like totally, totally yeah. different. So there's different points of identification. I don't know how different those two are. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> Did he just say the same thing twice? <laughs> I'm a simple man. Oh, man. <laughs> you, give us sort of the, I guess, a rundown of the family history of that side. So like, okay. Um, well, it's, it's exactly the same with my, my Italian and my Greek side. It's grandparents came here in the 50s yep. um, and then just had kids in Sydney. And, but and still, do you still have family in yeah Sicily. yeah we do and the problem is that so there was a lot of um there was a lot of sicilian migration because after the war there's no jobs in sicily whatsoever so a lot of people moved to the states and i've got plenty of relatives in the states too from that side canada etc and then the rest of them moved to other places in europe so we've got a bunch of relatives in that are sicilian um uh, ethnically uh, and uh, so they're Moroccan uh, <laughs> and they live in Turin now, which is in the fucking very north of yeah. Italy. So half of our relatives are there and half of our relatives are there. So anytime right. we visit Italy, we are obliged to either not post on social media or oh, visit shit. both sides of the country, yeah, which is right. such a big pain in the ass. Because <laughs> if you go to visit one and that's on social media and don't go to the other, that's... Oh, forget right. about it. Yeah. We'll and Sicilians are the world heavyweight champions of holding grudges <laughs> uh, with, uh, without competition. So it's, it's really bad. I and reckon like, obviously, you know, moving, say, Australia, um, Canada, the US, in the 50s, there's a lot of prejudice and stuff but even i reckon moving a sicilian to turin there would have been like prejudice of like you southerners get the you know and and even even still to this day but thankfully they just opened the new fiat factory which was owned by um the owners of juventus jamie ah. and um they needed slaves so they're like sicilians <laughs> yeah, so they right. all worked at fiat Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So they go up there and they do the sort of manual labor jobs. Yep. But they're working hard mm -hmm. in Turin. And mm -hmm. now the Fiat, the original Fiat factory is like a museum to that kind of Southern migration. Um, yeah. Cool. Damn. So what happens, yeah. say, let's walk through this. You go on holiday to Italy with your family. You, you, you're up in Turin, you post on social media and then you, you fly home. What happens with the Sicilians? Are they like blood oath? <laughs> 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 you're done. Um, I'll, I'll hear it from my grandfather. Yeah, yeah, because oh. my grandfather, my grandfather's side are all still in Sicily. My grandmother's side are originally Sicilian, but they're now they're in Turin. And my grandfather is just the guilt lord. He's <laughs> he's yeah. just trolling through Instagram stories all day, being like, "Hasn't visited Sicily, motherfucker." <laughs> he hasn't visited me in Putney. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say hello anymore when he answers the phone. He says, "Oh, I've got a grandson. That's right." <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. That he's, is heavyweight. He's guilt, cold man. heat, man. It's quality. It's the, that that whole like the guy. You guys are all movie guys. You guys have seen the Godfather. Yeah, yeah it's like course. all of that fucking that so personal, just familial, patriarchal bullshit is so real, man. So my grandfather, his his dad died when he was like ten, mm. and he's the oldest male. So he just man of the man of the house at mm -hmm. ten. Leaves school. He's the guy. <laughs> and he had an older sister, and the older sister like way older and the older sister was excommunicated from the family because she was 32 and she eloped with this guy who was 18. So it was my grandfather's responsibility to kick her out of the family. Almost <laughs> <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, you're done, right? You're not going to marry the guy that I fucking did grammar with. I don't yeah. think so. And so they moved to New York and then his other sister married that 18 year old's older brother in a, in a, like they, the two paired off 
uh, but the ages were closer, so it was it was okay. Like they didn't need to excommunicate them from the family, and then they also moved to um to New Jersey, and it's all been reconciled now. Like it's all wow. water under the bridge, Damn. but it's so intense, so much drama, and unnecessary. So even if there's no criminality in those sort of family units, it's like just still there's drama and tension between everybody. Right? Absolutely, nobody said there was no criminality. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to assume. No way you got like, that from <laughs> brother. Great. Granddad's fucking putting a hit out on his <laughs> sister or something. Okay, like you that. know I'm, pro- I'm probably going to overstep what I'm allowed to talk about here, but fuck it. This is just, this is just like too too funny. We went and visited the um the Rellos in Staten Island. There's one there's one sector they live yeah. um over there, and I was told for this one cousin of my dad's, like his husband's, like poorly walnuts. You know, yeah, like that's, right. that's his station. And we turn up to their house. It's like a townhouse, the woggiest shit ever. Like everything was marble and fucking <laughs> porcelain ball sacks and shit like that yeah, around the house. Rocks. And then we're like, where's the husband? We're going to go out with the husband. The husband came later. He's just like, just, but a, a real charismatic guy. Yeah. Like just, you just smelt. Don't fuck with this guy. Yeah. Yep. And we went to the seafood restaurant and I'm on the other end of the table to this guy, Sal. And every time... My, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna drink or whatever. And he's like, Anthony, you drink? I'm like, yeah, okay, I drink. <laughs> and he's like, red wine? I'm like, absolutely, absolutely, red wine. And every time my glass even got to maybe a third empty, he'd just be like, and it would just fill up. Oh, oh, so God. I've left here drunk, and I'm just like, I'm so drunk that I've forgotten the situation. And I asked him in the car on the way back, I was like, where were you? Like, why weren't you there at the start? And he's like, I don't live with my wife. I live with my girlfriend. Oh, he lives with the guma. This incredible. is real shit. So that's, and it's real and it's open. He's just telling you. Just like telling me. Yeah, 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 nephew yeah. from Australia, who are you going to tell? Fucking hell. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've proposed that arrangement to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> She's not biting. <laughs> you need more porcelain. More porcelain, marble tiles on the wall. Next time we visit Drew's house, it's all marble. <laughs> Drewy walnuts. Yeah, it's just clicking his fingers. Oh, fuck. That's so cool, man. Yeah, that's unreal. Um, I, I just wanted to quickly bring up this other thing I saw because I was just looking for Australian Sicilians and I found this article... Because in um, Sicily, I think there's is it there's uh, Palermo's the big city, mm-hmm. and then a couple other sort of uh, medium sized cities on the coast. But then in the center, like you said, I think after the war, like everybody left. But right now, there, there's a bit of a crisis there because um, a lot of the young people are leaving the little towns throughout the island and going to the cities. And then the old people, you know, grandma or whatever's dying, the house is empty, but no one wants to take care of the house. Mm. So the councils just have all these houses and um, they don't know what to do with them. And they're all like, they all need to be repaired. So the council came up with this plan This in uh, Musumeli, in the, right in the heart of Sicily. The council came out with this scheme, houses in Musumeli for sale, one euro, one euro, one yeah, euro yeah, yeah. houses. Oh. Yeah. And so they put it on and it's meant for, ex, uh, you know, foreigners, right? It's meant yeah. for um, rich Westerners, yeah. you know, Australians and, and all that, so it's all in English, and it's like, hey, come for a house for a euro. The only condition is you need to renovate the house within three years, and it's yours for a euro, and then you look into the details. There's also a $4,000 euro admin fee, <laughs> 4,000 euro admin fee, so they're like $1, and then you got to pay this, you got to pay four grand in the end. And <laughs> Sounds then, like Melbourne Comedy Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, It'll be cool, brother. So Don't then, worry about venue hire. Yeah, yeah. So then at any time, um, you know, if you can't finish renovating within three years, you, you have to sell it back to the council for the euro. So it's like a challenge on a game show. A little bit. But you don't get the four grand admin feedback. They had a couple of Aussies there. There was a guy, Danny, um, a chef, an Australian chef, bought a unit, and then COVID happened, and he couldn't get over there to fix it, and the time <laughs> ran out, and so he had to sell it back. Oh, no. But then he went over there and he bought a real, he bought an actual cow, a house for um, like 15 grand. And, um, and that didn't need as much work. But um, basically he was saying some of the houses, they're a euro, but they need like 30 grand worth of renovations. So they need a lot of money. Right, right. Even, then, even, if, even if there wasn't that four euro fee, uh, <laughs> the 44,000 euro um, admin fee, yeah. one euro is still a bit of a rip off for some of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Some well, of them look pretty far, bad. Like, because, you know, obviously I've never been there and my map and geography knowledge is terrible, but it's not a huge place. Like what? You driving could, side to side, you could probably drive across the. Like, you could probably drive around the entire perimeter of it in maybe a day, but you'd be driving for the whole day. Okay, right. It's very quick. And is, is it 
like mountainous in the middle. Yeah, very okay. hilly, very yeah. hilly. So you know, you know, in the Godfather, how he's walking up the hills and and um and they film the the wedding scene yep. in the in the Cordelliana town. Mm-hmm. That's actually not filmed in the in the town of Cordelliana. Cordelliana is next to it. Um, that was filmed in the town that my grandmother was born in. Okay. Uh, so there's there's Rocamana, which is where my grandmother's born in. That's where they filmed parts of that. Mm. Cordelliana's in the middle, and then there's Campo Reale, which is where my grandfather was born on the other side. And his house that he grew up in is still there. We, we go and visit. Every time we go there, we go and visit it. It's, it's, it's 50 cent euro. <laughs> it's, 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 it's terrible. And I don't know what they're doing Two for about one it. ticket. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Two houses for one. It's, but yeah, um, it's, so there's it's, a lot of old, old, real old buildings there that need a lot of work. Right? It's one of these weird places, Sicily as a whole, where there's just so much natural beauty and historical beauty, but it's also a shithole. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm genuinely... The last time I went was 2018. And I'm genuinely looking at this place like, okay, like they were right to leave. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's, was nothing, there an, there's nothing going on was here. Was there not even, there was a scandal about like, I mean, this is going into, you know, Sicilian stereotype of waste management, but there was a thing about like garbage <laughs> strikes, right? Like I think like the- The mafia the, controlled the, the Yeah. Garbage. Well, basically a bunch of like the garbage companies who were tended to- take the garbage went bust and so like the streets just had garbage in them for ages because no one was being paid to do it seriously yeah in, in Sicily yeah and like a few other places in Italy I mm. think where they were just like and the government's just like well we're not fucking paying them there's shit like that in Spain and Greece as yep. well it's southern Europe is uh it's a bit of a mess and there's also like the Im- I'm sure you got something on there like the immigration crisis is is out of control the mm. African immigration is just and Italians are just baseline racist so it's they've got extra incentive to want to keep these people out yeah, it's right. not yeah. just overpopulation yeah. it's like I, I read um I'm sorry I watched uh, I probably the, heard about the one year Giannis, <laughs> um, the doco on Giannis Antetokounmpo mm. last night you, you know the yeah. basketball player so he's he was he's born in Nigeria, but no, he's born in Greece to Nigerian parents, okay. and they wouldn't accept him as a resident. Like they wouldn't give him papers, and then he got drafted to the NBA. And now all like, of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, you want to be a citizen? Here's a Greek flag. Look you know? what I just yeah, found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did that go? <laughs> Zero care for like he was born there, and in, and he was like seventeen, still not a resident. That's crazy, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I just want to quickly finish. So this uh, Adelaide electrician, Mark. Mark, uh, so all these, and it's, and it's, did you get tricked? Like the, the articles you read about it and your brain instantly goes, that would be amazing. Buy a house for a euro, do it up. I've already, I've had that for two times already. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And and, and then you start to realize like, oh, okay. Because obviously the houses are run down, but this Mark guy, he bought it for a euro and then uh, he posted on Instagram and um, he's like, hey, you know, um, a, a shot from when I first purchased my one euro house here in Musameli two and a half years ago. It has not been an easy process up to now, but some work has begun. And he's got a photo and it's clearly <laughs> quite run down. Mm-hmm. It's rare, it needs like this is just the outside. And then the next photo he posted um, photos taken in March. The first job on the house. Break the door open. The council had concreted the door shut <laughs> <laughs> because they were worried about squatters. So his first job was to smash the door open, um, and then one of his mates, Sammy, wrote, "Wogs in their concrete, hey." <laughs> <laughs> so he was there for three years, and he finally start. Like I guess there would have been all these like paperwork and all this stuff to get through to finally start renovating his house, and then after three years, recently, like. Three years ago, four years ago, he bought it. Only about six months ago, he was like, I finally got the door open. Jeez. So it is a long journey to get your little dream. And I bet, like, you know, when you watch shows like um, Escape to the Continent and stuff, and it, you know, it'll be like a rich British couple who want to retire in the Costa del Sol in Spain. And they go, and it's like anything they want to do, it's like, a year and a half at the council and it just yeah. sits there and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this shouldn't be this long. Yeah, exactly. That's mostly because no one's working there, especially <laughs> in Italy, man. I, I, my, my mom got her Greek citizenship maybe about 15 years ago and a lot of the, I was a teenager with her sometimes. Once she got and, drafted to the NBA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Once she got that three-point shot down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, you're in, you're in. Um, and we'd, we'd have to go to the bank to get like, draft documents and shit and there was never anybody at the bank it's summer and they're just not there at one o'clock in the afternoon yeah. it's just like <laughs> so funny different I fucking priorities. love that shit yeah. Yeah. they have rules the just idea that people are just like it's two o'clock it's mandated nap time yeah. <laughs> um, tell us about when you so how many times you've been back to Sicily only twice, oh, twice. Uh, we went I went when I was 10 
Yep. And then I went where a couple of years ago. And when um, you were 10, is it was it just culture shock or do you, were you just like a little well, starry we, boy? We had done, we had driven all the way from Turin oh, to, the, to the oh, bottom. Fuck, so okay. we did everything. We did Rome, we did Florence, we did, we ticked off all the Amalfi, we ticked off all the, the, the stuff. Um, and me being 10, I just, I don't know about you guys, but when I, I you don't take children traveling, mm. I c- didn't appreciate it. Yeah. I couldn't give a fuck about <laughs> any of it. I was yeah. looking for like, they had, they had released Dragon Ball GT a couple of years oh, earlier oh. than they did here. Come and on. I, that's all I would care about. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, man. I, I think went, about the amount of times I went like traveling to like the States and like places in Europe and like, like getting like my parents gps and like finding shopping malls and that was like the only thing being like well i got to get like a, a game or an action figure or a book or something and just being like well we could do anything although yeah. i suppose now i'm like 35 and it's like i've just got to go to bars all i do people like where do you want to go today and i was like i'm plugging something interesting into this gps <laughs> it's, it's not our age it's our generation yeah. we're just yeah. we're just assholes yeah so yeah so i, ba- I barely remember anything about it um other, other than, and we hung out a lot with family and and also there's not really much to do there. You go to the beach; it's really nice. The the food is the is the number one sell selling point totally. for Sicily. It's this is obviously somewhat biased, but it's the best food in the world mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. The first night um, we went we went um, a couple of years ago. We landed in Catania, which is one of the big cities on the wet, on the east coast, and we got to the hotel late. And we wanted to go into the town to get some food. And so we drove down with a car that we rented and we, we found parking eventually. And we get out of the car and we realize that the remote that they'd given us for the car in very typical Italian fashion was out of battery. So we had no way to lock the boot that had all our stuff in it. Oh, and no. as we're trying to figure this out, across the road, there's some very very shifty looking fellas mm. next to what what was a... It was a marijuana vending machine. Oh, cool! It was yeah. It was green. They had um, they had preloaded vapes. They had pre-rolled joints. They had um, uh, zippos. They had they had oh. heaps of shit. It was like Amsterdam in a vending machine. And these guys were hanging around that and just watching us. And we thought, well, we can't, we can't leave now. They've, they've we can't go and get dinner now. They're yeah. gonna fucking roll us. So we got back in the car and there was nowhere for us to eat. And we ended up back at the hotel. 11 o'clock and we're going to have to settle for the hotel restaurant. The hotel restaurant food was the best food I've ever eaten <laughs> in, my life, in my life. Like squid ink infused fettuccine. Oh, and really? like, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to eat anywhere else. Yeah, and even like you go to, you go to different, um, you go to like what is the equivalent of the news agency and you mm. get a panino and it's the best shit you've eaten all yeah. year. So unreal. that's, that's the main, thing. have you guys seen the new season of white Lotus? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. That's why I'm never going to go back there because the prices for everything after that fucking show are just going to skyrocket. True, I didn't think about that, but yeah, um, there's going to be a massive influx of wannabe. White it, is it cheap? Like before that, was it quite cheap to go around and sort of backpack? Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Very cheap, um, especially compared to northern Italy. Very like that that panino that I was talking about, two euro. Nice. Yeah, fucking hell. Which is like seventeen dollars, I think. Yeah. Australian. And- I think, but like you can still avoid that kind of stuff. Because I remember, like <laughs> when when you when we went to a pizza, I would like you know it has like all those super clubs and stuff, mm. and we paid like in there getting like a bottle of water that was like two hundred mils cost seventeen euro, and it was insane. What? And so we're like, Jesus man, this place Christ. is fucking expensive. A beer costs like. It was the equivalent of 36 Australian dollars for a beer. So I, I had two and was like, well, now I get why people just do pills here. Mm-hmm. Like, but then the next day. But that's also why the water's so expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. pills yeah. and they fucking Exactly. Need <laughs> $36 a beer and Jamie's like, he had two, dude. <laughs> he had one. You're like, I can't believe it's $36. I'm only going to get one more. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you have? I had four. <laughs> I was born. <laughs> it's better than the best goddamn beer I've ever had. You got lucky. It was pretty good. Oh. But then, you know, like the next day we walked around and like every like old mate Spanish bar that was like open at 10, we we're like, oh, fuck, all right, here we go. And we're like, one beer, please. And they like pour like a ginormous pint. And they're like, yeah, that's 50 euro cents. And you're just like, all right, just go to old man places. Yeah. That's how you <laughs> yeah, do it. Absolutely. And that's the way I've lived my life for the next 10 to 12 years. <laughs> and it's not like in Australia where they're just going to not let you in for being too fucked up. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And then the, the other thing, going back to food being so good, at Sicily, little fact, the invention of the cannoli. The Italian dessert treat. And apparently, like, it, it, it looks like that. Apparently, people call it erotic because it's like a phallic kind of shape like filled with cream. And apparently that's on purpose. Like, they used to call it, like, the king's scepter or the rod of Moses because it was invented <laughs> by concubines of, like, an Arab that was there who had, like, a harem. And they, like, invented the cannoli to please him and was like, eh? Kind of looks like a big-ass dick, brother, <laughs> like yours. And then the, the guy was like, I like this. Yeah. It's also tasty. And that's, uh, that's the... We, we, we the know how much you like dicks in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't think you understand my relationship with dicks. No, like, they're complimenting like his mine. penis. I know, but now he has to eat. He's like, so like, like four more. Yeah. <laughs> brother, if someone that? told me, like, we made a dessert and it's based on, like, how spectacular your penis is. I'd be like, well, I'll eat this. Yeah. Yeah. And a small dessert. Yeah. <laughs> I might need five more. Someone came up with the gummy bear. <laughs> do you guys remember? Oh, no, I shouldn't be saying this. Mm. So, did you guys ever hear the story that Anthony Skinner fucked his own, fucked himself with a <laughs> what do you call it? A thing of his own dick? What, what? do you call those things? A oh, like a mold of your. Yeah, a mold of your. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's, that's how he worked out that he was. Bye. <laughs> oh my god, I've not what had a convoluted way to work out your bike. <laughs> when Skinner did um, comedy for a hot minute once upon a mm. time, and he had a bit about a lost bird, and then he had a bit about fucking himself with his own dick and oh, that was oh that was it God. yeah that's so funny i've not heard that that's so funny i guess i, I guess i'm revealing a lot <laughs> <laughs> if he did it as a bit yeah. yeah it's not like it's a yeah, it's on youtube <laughs> it's on youtube God damn it i mean that's cool i mean <laughs> i mean i like it buying a mold of your own dick you can see it because you see it on the sex shop thing sometimes you're like man there's gonna be a lot of leftover clay when i do it on my one <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> We're gonna Jesus. find Jamie in a few years in his one dollar mansion. <laughs> <laughs> fucking him so. surrounded, surrounded by cannoli, <laughs> <laughs> molds of Anthony Skinner's. Oh, so when you're in, um, uh, I guess, so you went back like recently, like as an adult, right? Not yeah. just ten year old. D did you, as a, I guess, as an avid fan of mafia movies and stuff, were you, were you over there like? looking for, you know, in Palermo or whatever, like, oh, these guys, look. could you smell a bit of dodginess over there? So I'm aware that the Sicilian mafia sucks these days. Oh. They're, like the Neapolitan mafia is, they're the real deal. The mm -hmm. Sicilian mafia is kind of done. They're dead in the water because there's, there's nothing to exploit anymore. They've, oh, they're like, the, right. they're the locusts. They've come through and there's no more wheat to destroy. Mm, right. But they're still there. Uh, I just don't know really what they're doing. And I know that they're still there because we went, so we went, we left Catania, went to this um, other Bayside town that his name I'm never going to remember for no reason other than my dad was like, well, check it out. There was nothing advertised for there. Yep. And it was nice. It was just a beach town, whatever. Um, and the day we left, they shut down the town next to it because there was an assassination. Fuck. Oh, shit. And we didn't know what was going on because we stopped to get just a snack and yeah. they're like, nothing's open. What's going on here? I wanted to watch the Juventus game and the, the place wasn't open and we found out later on the radio that that's what happened. That'd been like a, like, yeah, not a murder, an assassination. There'd been, yeah, there'd like been some a, sort of mayor or something. Yeah, Holy yeah someone important. Shit. So it's still happening, but it's, that yeah, they're not... Yeah. Well, flexing um, their muscle. I did a little mafia research because obviously Sicily, that's the cliche, you know, that exported it to New York and, and Australia and everything. And it's kind of interesting because it was like um, when Italy annexed Sicily, I think it was like in the early 19th century, it was almost a proto-state because they, they, were just, they didn't have enough police mm. and they would send like a cop around every town who would just knock on the door like, everything all right? <laughs> You guys good? <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep going. And so, like, there's nobody to enforce contracts. And the way Italy, the way Sicily specifically had gone from feudalist um, society, like, into sort of industrial capitalism, they just, they'd sold, end up, all the, f the feudal lords had sold all these land plots. And so, all of a sudden, the, the, the peasants, just everyone had a block of land. And so, there's all these contracts and disputes and stuff, and nobody to sort them out. And so the mafia's just like, we'll fuck, we'll do it so for you. Yeah. Private police. Yeah, yeah we'll exactly. handle it. Exactly, private police. Damn. Well, it's that's that's kind of how they see themselves. They, it's a very, like, self-righteous thing. And I, I suppose to be murdering people, you'd have to have some kind of, yeah, some kind of righteousness behind it. Otherwise, totally. how, do you, how do you sleep? How do you justify it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
So ACAB's going to come for the mafia. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> they count. All right. Um, did you? You had something about soccer, didn't you, James? No, nothing. Nothing about soccer. I got. Oh. A, <laughs> I have something else though. I have all a right. thing about soccer that's somewhat interesting. I yeah. hope retrospectively. Um, I did um a little like a Football Australia shoot last year where they were profiling some of the smaller community teams that had made it into the round of 32 for the Australia Cup. Yep. And so Sydney United, who went on to play in the final, they were playing against the team from Queanbeyan called <gasps> the Monero Panthers, yeah. um, who were Go initially Panthers. called Inter Monero. Do you know them? I mean, I'm from Queanbeyan. I don't know them yeah, well, personally. They, they, they suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they, were, they were originally called Inter Monero, and they are like a real Italian club. So they sent me for some reason. I, I know their club, <laughs> I know where their clubhouse is. Okay. So I've walked past it many, many times. Um, so we, we drove down and I interviewed the mayor of Queanbeyan and I met, I interviewed <gasps> a bunch of people. I was at his birthday two weeks ago. Oh, no shit. <laughs> um, I interviewed like this MP and a bunch of different people. And then I, um, I caught the, um, I caught the bus back with the fans cause they played at, um, Adenza Oval mm-hmm. uh, and they got fucking pumped. Um, <laughs> but when I was at the clubhouse, there was this super old dude who was in, he was super Italian and he was in the very first Monero Panthers team in the seventies. And he shows me this photo from like his dad's album. And his dad actually founded the Palermo football team. Oh, wow. fuck yeah. They're like a Which, big team. Yeah. They, I mean, they're owned by Manchester city. Yeah. So like, like a proper, um, proper, Top flight, top flight yeah. team. Yeah, 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 I mean they're in the second division now, but they're they're like they're a big club. Well, Palermo is, is one of the biggest cities in Italy, um, and certainly the biggest to not have a team in the first division. So, um, my grandfather's very upset about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, wow. dude in that, Queen, dude in he's the, he's the heir apparent. Holy to, shit, that's yeah. sick. That's sick, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I did have something about um lo- something local. Apparently, all around Sicily, there are these things called Moors Head vases. Have you heard of them? Uh, no. They're basically like sculptures of like heads and apparently they're everywhere. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know, when you go to, when you go to Sicily, up. you have to be desensitized to like heads yeah. on spikes and shit. So I'm not noticing So it's vases. just, they're just kind of like vases, that, like flower pots and stuff. And they're called Moore's Head Vases. And it says they're symbolic of Sicily and they're recognized all over the world. They're elegant, hand-painted, ceramic, decorative vases. They represent Sicilian culture and handicrafts and are among the most popular souvenirs when you go there. Basically, they portray a face of a man. He's wearing a, a turban, a vision of the East and a woman with a crown. Both are embellished with jewelry, flowers, and citrus fruits. The Moors' heads also are known as the Grasti, and they tell a story of passion, betrayal, jealousy, and revenge. So the legend is why they're around, is that basically during the time when the Moors dominated Sicily, there was a beautiful girl, and she was in she was living in the Arab quarter, uh, Khalsa, which was in Palermo, and she loved to take care of like plants on her balcony. That's what she did. She tended to her little plants on her balcony, and one day she was noticed by one of the Moors, who instantly fell in love with her. So he was, he, he's hard Hardcore simping for Does it say how big her titties were? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I drew a few pictures. <laughs> and then, so so the guy sees her, instantly falls in love. He tells her, he tells her that he's in love with her. They get overwhelmed by their desire. I, I they assume. sound pretty big. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go on a limb here. <laughs> so basically, they fuck, and he's like, "I love you," and she's like, "I love you too." And then he's like, "Yeah, yeah, cool." Like. We got the I love yous out the way, but I am going back to the east. I am going back to the east soon where my wife and children are waiting for me. And the girl's like, you dirty dog. The girl's like, you just told me you love me and you had sex with me. And he's like, well, well, yeah, baby, I do. Pot and Polly. So she obviously. (laughs) (laughs) This is a story about how Andrew Hastings was turned into a decorative bus. He's just gone. It's fine. <laughs> but so basically this woman, she is like, what the fuck? She goes crazy with jealousy and she's humiliated because you would be. And she kills the guy while Ooh, he's asleep. Man. She uh, cuts off his head yeah. and then puts it on her balcony with the plants that she loves to tend and uses it as a vase. And so she like, like does it Damn. up a little and uh, so basically she and then it says the girl watered the plant with her tears which is kind of very also andrew hastings and um <laughs> but basically the legend is like like her tears watered the plant and it made basil grow out of this guy's head oh. bars 
really just well. Just in case the story needed to be woggy. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we put some basil in this story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple just of herbs. Sprink- just a sprinkle. So then she's having an espresso. No. <laughs> so basically, like, the, the basil grows so well, like, the neighbors, like, can smell it. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, this is... you got to uh, get the guy's head, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smells like a rotting corpse over there, but the basil's coming through. But so, yeah, the people like, smells great. What is that? And she's like, this is my vase with basil in it. And people were like, well, I got to get one too. So people started painting the guy's head because they were like, this is, oh, helps this is the, the basil grow. Yeah, and now, it, and now and it's everywhere because someone cut off someone's head. That rocks. That's so much better than a fellow. Totally. I love basil. You, you got to love those, like, you know, the old weird myths that pop up just to explain some. It was probably some guy to sell sold these vases and he's like I, I, I want to think about a way to like a marketing technique he tried to make a statue and the head fell off yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, okay. yeah put some basil in it yeah <laughs> let's garnish this there's a lot of um there's a lot of greek shit in mm-hmm. sicily because um greece uh, sicily was settled by greeks multiple times so i'm very afraid to do one of those 23 and me spit Ooh, things because right. i'm gonna lose half my audience you you might might be 100%, oh, greek. 100% no. greek yeah um, but there's like a whole bunch of greek ruins and stuff like that so it might be that influence you know there's a lot of arabic influence yeah 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 because it's because it's obviously like an island so it's just probably been every sort of yeah you know, i think in community. like the wikipedia it's like yeah it's been owned by literally everyone mm. at some point like people have just come in and be like Looks nice. And, and now Australian it. electricians are going to own it, I guess, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. a dollar a Major pillaging. I do want to talk, because we talked a little bit about um, uh, Mafia, unfortunately, but we're going to have to dive into it again because... Um, you ready? <laughs> because, um, Mr. Lacazio, we I found um, uh, a story about a Mafia guy in New York, Frank Lacazio. Frank Lacazio, yeah. yeah. So what we yeah. did was we found your spit and we did your 23. <laughs> 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 Oh, you found and, your Ita- and your Italian fans are not going to be happy. <laughs> Damn. Damn. But, um, Did you get like a, one of Dante's old t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just a, a story about this guy. So he's, he was Sicilian, um, so um, but uh, moved to uh, New York and became a made man in the, uh, in the Gambino mob. Right. So, do you guys know about John Gotti and the Gambinos? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to skim over the story, but it's so um, Frank Lacaggio was the uh, how do is the second the man in no basically he's a mob like made man right. So he's just a made man in the um, in Gambino. He has a son actually. I'll quickly tell you about his son. Childish um, Gambino. It's childish. <laughs> uh, well, he is a childish of the. I uh, know it's a uh, Salvatore. Um, Salvatore. <laughs> Nothing but net. <laughs> 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 Very good, Jamie. Um, Salvatore <laughs> Lucasio, um, he, uh, his, his dad's like a made man in the mob and he start, he gets promoted and then he starts as a new uh, millennial uh, starts going, I'm going to get into some of this new stuff. So he starts up uh, a little bit of a scam. They're all doing like drugs and uh, racketeering and stuff and he's like, I'm a, you know, not a millennial. He was born in the <clears throat> 50s or whatever, but he starts a, a, porno, a porno scam basically. Him and his mate, Richie, Martino, um, they set up all these porn websites. It's a very genius plot. <laughs> Basically, it's a porn website where to um, to go into it, you need to do your age verification to prove you're 18. Mm-hmm. But the website's like, uh, to prove your age, we need your credit card, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so all these idiots are typing, and it says, <clears throat> it says, free trial, don't worry, you won't be charged. It gets their credit card, and they're just charging these people 50 bucks a month until they ring up and complain and just assuming the people are too embarrassed yeah, yeah. to really make a song and That's dance That's pretty about smart. It. Very smart. Playgirl.com, highsociety.com, um, climaxmagazine.com, all these websites. All my the, faves. All <laughs> Jamie's faves. So Jamie, <laughs> those free trials. Yeah, are, yeah. They're adding up. That's where the 150 bucks <laughs> is going. But um, eventually at the, at the peak of it, these dudes are making $600,000 a day. Good mm. lord, fuck yeah! They gross. Day. They gross over five hundred million dollars. It's the biggest like consumer scam in American like history up until that point. Can I ask a question? Yeah. About the porn. <laughs> <laughs> How big them two? Girl on girl. <laughs> well, just like so. Boy obviously, girl. they're saying like free trial. Get in here. Verify your age. Put in the credit card. But then like. Is there a legitimate pornography site behind it? Like, yeah. Is it it's redirecting to Pornhub or like are they making porn? Like oh, so it was yeah, it was real. Uh, it was like a landing page that they had. So it was real, real porn. 
I right. They were not making porn. They basically, it was a big conspiracy where they had all these websites mm. that were legitimately making porn. It's like everyone who comes through our portal to you, we get 80%, and then they just funneled it. Right. So they just like they just scammed the internet everyone. porn. They were that's getting right. some bang for their considerable buck. Yeah, yeah that's right. So that's, exactly. that's nice. I like it. So they were just, and they were also doing like phone cramming things where like you text a number and then for you know the horoscope and then it's like you get charged eight oh that's a classic so they were when, doing all when, that when was this uh they eventually got arrested in 2004 okay so it was early internet sort of vibes early yeah um crazy yeah. crazy froggy right? they got 500 million dollars he got sentenced to two years in prison jesus Christ. so if he funneled any of that away he's doing pretty well like, yeah, yeah. So i would i would Go to prison for two years. Yeah, that's come out for $50 easy. So he was in the mob, and he that was so that's Salvatore. But his dad, Frank, um, was uh, again a made man, born in the thirties. Um, he was fr- originally from Palermo, um, and then he gets promoted to capo, which is sort of like captain. He's got a bunch of dudes under him. Yeah. So the mob structure is the boss, the underboss. Under yeah. the underboss is Reuben, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie. Keep, keep passing the Jamie, guys. Jamie's on fire at the three-point line. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and then under the underboss is a bunch of capos and under them have the made men and their little gangs, yeah. right? So eventually, um, Frank um, gets to be a made man uh, alongside uh, his peer with John Gotti. And ah. the boss in the Gambino family is a guy called Paul Castellano. Castellano. Hey, he's from uh, Goodfellas, isn't he? Maybe. Isn't that Paulie? Oh, no. Nah, well, he's a I boss. I, I this think it's maybe a loosely based okay. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think Goodfellas. Yeah, exactly. But there's anyway. A, there's a really good um, Netflix three-part documentary about how the FBI took down the New York mob on, on Netflix. Yeah. It covers all this shit. Yeah, I yeah, highly yeah. recommend. It's, and it, I won't go after into full detail. After you listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> after <laughs> I, uh, you know, just... Read through this, <laughs> mumble my way through this research, but um, get interrupted by us making <laughs> references to comedy. Who's next? <laughs> Who haven't we hit? Jamie's today? hit list. Um, so basically, um, Paul Castellan- Castellanano, he's like the boss right now, and Paul G- and Gotti, John Gotti, sorry, is sick of him. He's like, this guy sucks. And he puts out an unsanctioned hit on him. If you want to take a hit out on anyone in the mafia, any of the five families, you need to get all the other families to sign off on it mm-hmm. to that level. So if you're taking out a boss, if you're even your own family, you need to get all the other bosses mm-hmm. to sign off on it. That's why Joe Pesci got 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 exactly in got got in Goodfellas. Um, so he got he's like I don't care. God he's like I'm Gotti. I'll tell you who Gotti. That's Gotti. Gotti got Gotti. So Gotti's like let's do it. So they knock off Paul Castanano. He gets. Taken out, and then Gotti's just straight away the boss, and he gets to install his own crew. Um, he puts the cars. Is there not blowback though? Are people like you did this unsanctioned? Everyone's really mad, and uh, one of the other bosses tried to put out a hit on Gotti, but it sort of fizzles out. He just had too much power and momentum, and they were the big family at the time, right? Imagine how embarrassed you'd be trying to put a hit out, and nobody. <laughs> nobody <laughs> takes. It's like trying to throw a party the same day as someone, and no one turns up to yours. You know, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> They've done a group thread and asked, anyone came for a beer, and no thumb, no, <laughs> no thumb reactions. Like, fine. Just Forty minutes later, it's a picture of him alone at the pub with a beer. There's all these like someone is replying, and they keep stop. Paul, um, Paul Castellano unsent me. <laughs> <laughs> so he um, eventually, so God, he's got, he can put his own crew together. So he puts um, uh, Frank Lacaggio in as his, I'm going to stuff this up, um, consigliere. consigliere. That's it. So the, he's counsel, he's right hand man. Yep. Right. Not his underboss, but he's right hand man, he's counsel. He's the only person in the whole organization who can really challenge him and give mm-hmm. him a bit of devil's advocate advice. He's Ray Liotta. To Ray Liotta, yeah. near it. God, so, I love good fellas. <laughs> <laughs> and so he puts in his, at his, his underboss, Sammy the Bull Gravano, right? I've so there's the three point. of them. John Gotti, Sammy the Bull's the underboss, and Frank Lacazio is the, uh, is the, say it? The consigliere. That's it. All right. See, all right. So this is a fucking so big, the, big. Big dog. A big dog, big dog. So, And also the, the media don't know who's who. They know they're all putting it together. They're like, is he, the, is Lacazio the underboss? Is he whatever? They don't know. That comes out much later. Gotti becomes famous because he becomes known as the Dapper Don. All the other bosses are in the shadows. They're really old mm. Italian guys and they're just hiding. You would never know. He's He gets indicted three times in the 80s, turns up to all the court cases in like the most expensive suits, Sick, looking man. a million bucks, hair slicked back. 
He gets all over the paper. So and they start calling him the Dapper Don, Teflon Don, because he keeps getting off on all these trials. Um, and of, like, and then it comes out later it was all jury tampering and um, misconduct, win, witness intimidation. So he's just using his influence to get off on all these things. Um, he's earned twenty million bucks a year at some point. Uh, to personally, right? Not for the not the place, just him. Um, God, he is. Eventually, though, the FBI they they because they have him on all these phone taps, and it's just not clear. He's not directing anyone to do anything and it's all eventually they get him on some really good wiretaps they get him Lucasio and the bull Sammy the bull on these wiretaps and they all stick together and like we're just gonna you know well, we'll just intimidate the witness whatever I, they I'm go to shuddering court. every time you throw my surname into yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> I keep, I keep forgetting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to hear about Lucasio and Sammy the Menzies <laughs> <laughs> We're not, we're not done. <laughs> you, need some, you need some serious Sydney comedy scene spark notes to get yeah, this Yeah, I know, I know. I feel bad for the 80% of our readers. I have no idea where any of these references are. But uh, this is where it gets a little bit interesting, obviously. They've got him. They play the tapes at the trial because the, these guys have not heard the tapes. Sammy the Bull and Frank have not heard these tapes. And on the tapes, Gotti, not, he impl implicates himself and them, but he's also just bitching about them on the oh, tape. No. And so Gotti's it's like releasing the group chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is an airing of the group chat scenario yeah. and trial, and it's like, fuck me. So before they go in, they're like, let's all stick <laughs> fuck together. Wants to God, he's <laughs> Can you believe a look at that? <laughs> gone get him, says. <laughs> Um, so Gotti is talking to Frank and he's going, this fucking Sammy, and he's blowing up because Sammy's got too many businesses going on. And he's like, he's got too much going on. I feel like going, Sammy, slow it down. You got a, you got a concrete pouring, you're into Italian floors, construction, drywall, asbestos. What's next? Rugs? Come on, mate. You know, he's just <laughs> ragging on him for being a good businessman. Sammy, furious. He's furious. He turns state witness. Because he's basically Fucking hell, that's a bit of a he's the, that's huge. The second ever like underboss to turn state's witness ever in the US. What and the first New York ev um, guy ever in all the years <laughs> because he was upset. Yeah, <laughs> well, and they also got like they had they were like we've got you for this murder. So this is the crime it. version of Lacasio going to Sicily yes. and not telling his grandpa. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told you, world heavyweight <laughs> yeah. holding a grudge, <laughs> being petty. <laughs> Your grandpa sees you in Turin and is like, "That's it, I'm turning." State's witness. <laughs> <laughs> like, to fuck my son. Uh, What's next, Anthony Ruggs? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, Frank um, stays loyal, um, and uh, many assume because he has his son still in the family. If he turns on him, they'll just like get his son because they can put him in witness protection. Yeah, right. They'll put the son in. And, uh, and Frank says at the trial, first, I would like to say emphatically, I'm innocent. I am guilty, though. I'm guilty of being a good friend of John Gotti. And if there were more men like John Gotti in this earth, we would have a better country. So he stays loyal to the end. Wow. Old Frankie Locash there. So, uh, and, but um, basically, Sammy <laughs> turns. Guilty of being too good a friend. I know. He's real <laughs> <subtle line. laughs> So uh, Gotti and, um, and Frank are sentenced to life imprisonment without parole because Sam just turns and just spills the beans on everything. He yep. did this, he did this, he did this. Sam gets Five years um, jail as part of his plea. Four already served. He's released after a year into protective custody in 1994. Um, but he, after a year, he leaves the program because he doesn't like the restrictions. Sammy the Bull's like, I can't deal with this witness protection shit. Yeah. And so their witness protection uh, are please like... Please tell me he gets got. Well, the witness protection say, uh, you look, just keep a low profile, please. Um, you know, which he did until 1997 when he agreed to be interviewed on 60 Minutes <laughs> <laughs> by Diane Sawyer. Oh my God. Sick. He also, in 1998, wrote a book um, when he told a story of the three of them in trial before he turned... That um, in trial, waiting um, in jail, um, Frankie Lokash stole a bag of oranges from the kitchen, offered Sammy one, and then offered John Gotti one. And John Gotti was furious that he got offered an orange second by Frank and uh, basically like berated him in front of everybody. And then Frank said to Sammy, I'm going to kill him when I get out of jail. You're going to help me kill him. Sammy writes this all in his book. 
Mm-hmm. John Gotti's in jail with his best mate Frank, who's stuck by him, and he gets the book and starts re- reading about how Frank said he was going to kill Gotti because of this origins and ten years earlier. And then uh, Gotti's like, "Well, I'm putting out a hit on fucking Frank." Who's so like, loyal? This is the bitchiest little. It's so bitchy, except with murder. So Sammy's out there like, and then Frank did this, <laughs> and John did this, and they're in jail. They're like, "Fuck me, Sammy." So and then he tries to get the um, Aryan Brotherhood to, to take out Frank, um, but Frank avoids the hit and stays in in jail. And um, John eventually dies in the early two thousands. Um, Frank dies in jail from COVID <laughs> two oh years God. ago. Yeah. Sammy though was let he he ran around did his Diane Sawyer interview. He's running around. He wrote his book or whatever, and then he he started a major ecstasy trafficking organization, um, selling over thirty thousand tablets and fifty grand, five hundred grand a week. He was arrested in the year two thousand. He was sentenced to twenty years in prison. He was released in 2017, the age of 72. You'd think he would just stay low at 72. Mm-hmm. 2017. Not, he's had two chances. Not the bull, he's not out Sammy. There. <laughs> not Sammy the Bull. In December 2020, Sammy the Bull Gravano started a YouTube channel <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and a podcast called Our Thing with Sammy the Bull oh, telling stories about being in the mafia and his time in prison. Um, with a couple of uh, trending series on his YouTube channel called Sammy Reacts, where he gives his opinion on trending topics, such as Sammy Reacts to Donald Trump, <laughs> Sammy Reacts to um, over cens- uh, to censorship, to current censorship in the so world. So he's an anti-woke guy. Sammy Reacts to the Alec Baldwin shooting. <laughs> he's going through everything. This rule. This is the best part. I'm just like, I'm going to watch one of these. I click on the first one, and uh, Sammy Reacts, the very start of his of his YouTube podcast, with Sammy Reacts. Sammy reads an ad for Mm. (laughs) (laughs) betterhelp.com where Sammy says, is something bothering you, giving you anxiety? When I got out of prison, I had anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) And the people at BetterHelp are there. It's like, I feel like BetterHelp are not really going to be helpful if you're anxious about getting Getting fucking knocked off by the mafia. Sammy the bull being like, the Lawnmower 4.0 by Manscaped. <laughs> We've come so far since Tony Soprano was afraid of the rest of them knowing that he was going to therapy. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sammy the Bull He's reading up Better Help. So is better the, help is the pod still going? Yeah, it's is all... Is it popular? How are the numbers? I did, oh, he's got like... He had like... Like a, Better than ours. Uh, he, oh, yeah, of yeah. course. He's, okay. he's a famous mobster. <laughs> 500,000 like subscribers. Damn. So um, YouTube listens. It's there. Go check it out. He's got like a clip him every week or whatever it seemed just he's just in a chair just doing down the barrel um talk, sammy's talking so old this, stories he's now prison. probably like what he's 75 78 now. yeah pretty old dude yeah just once i want one of these ex-mobsters to write a book that's not like a tell-all but it's like the sisterhood of the traveling plants have you guys ever seen those videos of the um the ex-mobsters that they get to rate how authentic Mob scenes are. Oh, in I films. have seen that. There was They're one guy. Fucking awesome. Yeah, man. that sounds he, fun. He he rated the scene from The Simpsons with Fat Tony's goons as the most accurate. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. He's like this scene from The Godfather. This would never happen like this. And then The Simpsons. I didn't even know they had the, the mafia. But that yeah. there was it's a, fucking. He awesome. also and I can't remember, but he's. And it was really cool. I want to watch it because he's like, there was this little known mafia film and he's like, of all the films, that's the one. And it was, I'd have to look it up, but that I, I've seen this guy do that. And he said, this one is pretty fucking shot for shot. What mm. it's like. Johnny it's, Dangerously. No, I can't remember. I might be able to look it up. But yeah, that's, but that's it's, one of so, it's, it's a much so more cool. sophisticated name. Like <laughs> yeah. Lenny the Salmon or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got one guy to, to sort of bring us home. And, and he's, um, you know, this is a home, home fella who, who stayed home. He's a Sicily boy. They call him the last godfather. His name's Matteo Messina De Nero. Um, so he he's born nineteen sixty two in Castel Vetrano. Is um, this the guy that they found recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah this okay, year. Mad. This year. Yeah. Um, he, he's also known as Diabolic, which is oh, <laughs> is that his rap name? It is. It is. Oh, is that the, the name of a dance festival, like right here. I will tell you where it came from. It was soon. a WCW tag team. Diabolic. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is from a Guardian article that I read. So this is just talking about his earlier life. It says, although his father Siccio uh, was a capo of the old school, it was said that De Niro, known as Yusiko or Skinny, Yusiko. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did not have the qualities to be a traditional boss. He was too showy, and his obsession with gaming did not impress. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in brackets, another nickname was Diabolic after a comic book character. 
So this oh, dude's man. he's just a nerd. Like, he's also <laughs> the first result on Google for Alex. Diabolic is a tattoo shop in Newcastle. Oh, there we go. Oh, look at that. Okay. Um, so this bloke kind of, he, yeah, my reading is he's just this like, you know, I don't, fuck you, dad. I don't, I'm not following your footsteps. Yeah. His dad's kind of a caper or whatever. Um, but at, as he grows up, he obviously goes into the world of crime. And in the 90s, he it's like him and a bunch of these guys are like, they're the guys in, in Sicily. And in the 90s, there's a huge, um, there was this like rash of bombings, assassinations of politicians, of mayors, uh, anti-mafia uh, judges and stuff like that. So this is another quote. He was involved in one of the most horrific crimes of the Corleone clan's uh, vicious campaign, the kidnapping and subsequent murder of an 11-year-old Giuseppe Di Matteo, the son of a mafioso who had turned state's evidence. Um, fucking hell. Probably got slighted over an orange and fucking turned state <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, De Niro was one of a gang who kept the boy chained up in various locations in Western Sicily for two years to put pressure on his father to recant before he was strangled and his body was dissolved in acid. Oh, me. Uh, in 1992, he killed the anti-mafia prosecutors Giovanni Falcone and uh, Paolo Borsellino. I'm fucking butchering these names. He killed um, a, a woman who was a pregnant he was girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> He, a pregnant girlfriend of another rival mafia boss. 93, there were bomb attacks in Milan, Florence, and Rome, which killed 10 people. And they were um, bombing up in Milan? Yeah, there, there, there was like a worldwide, worldwide Italian-wide um, bombing campaign because it was like this big mafia. Oh, it was like an Italian push. government anti-mafia. Exactly right, right okay. exactly right. Yeah, right. Um, so basically he was trying to figure out how to shoehorn an Italian white bombing campaign with a Sydney comedian. (laughs) 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 No, no, I'll leave it. (laughs) We'll edit it in later. Yeah. Um, so another quote, uh, so he was obviously, uh, Cosa Nostra, which is the Sicilian mafia. Yep. And then the Calabrian one, I can never pronounce it. It starts with an N. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to say that. It's like, no, it's like, Grand, yeah, okay, mm. fuck that hurts to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Cosa Nostra invited the wrath of the state by assassinating two high profile and widely admired anti mafia judges uh, in '92. After the arrest of Rina, so this is a bloke who is sort of his right hand man, De Niro was involved in the bombing campaigns in '93 when they targeted places of cultural and touristic importance on the mainland. Um, the last confirmed sighting of De Niro before his arrest in 2023 was in Tuscany in 1993. So he just, he's scarpers in 93 after this bombing campaign. He's, he's gone for 30 years. Um, didn't they find him in a bakery? They, I'll tell you where they found him. Just deep throat in a cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he was basically seen, they had concreted him. (laughs) (laughs) He's been trying to get out the whole time. Help me. Um, he, he, he was, in 2017, the last of his like little crew died, and these guys were in prison. But obviously, they're running shit from prison. Um, and so this Rena bloke in tw- in 2017, he died, and that basically meant Denaro was the unchallenged boss of all bosses within the Sicilian mafia. That's why they call him the Last Godfather. Um, but then, yeah, in 20 January, so Stephen Bradbury, the thing, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, old, he just comes out. And he's like, hold on. Um, uh, so in January this year, um, this is the start of an article. Uh, I read about his capture. It goes, in January 2023, he was heading to a cafe outside a private Sicilian clinic when a policeman approached him and asked him his name. He did not lie. He merely looked up and said, you know who I am. I am Matteo Messino De Nero. That's Great pretty line. badass. That's a cool line. That's like a real, um, uh, my name is Inigo Montoya. Yeah. Killed mm. my father. Heisenberg. Yes, yeah, totally. Same energy. Um, so what happened, the way they caught him was sort of twofold the authorities were harassing and just sort of like just arresting his sort of wider network that were keeping him hidden really um and so that it started to be like if you're if you're a known associate your life is going to be made pretty fucking bad by these cops who are just harassing you every single day mm. um but then they also wiretapped the homes the of like a bunch of his relatives and they clearly must have thought that their conversations were being listened to. So they kind of spoke in code, but they kept referring to people with cancer and cancer surgeries, but never saying who it was. And so they were like, okay, they keep talking about this cancer patient. So the authorities go, there were, there were rumors he was sick 
and they um, started doing internet searches of like Crohn's disease and liver cancer. Um, and they, they kind of like, they looked up all the patients at this particular cancer institute within Sicily. And they were like, who the fuck can this be? There's, uh, there was something like, there were a bunch, but they, they narrowed it down to 10 suspects. Then they got it down to five. And then one name jumps out at them, which is Andrea Bonafede, who was the nephew of a deceased mafia boss, Leonardo Bonafede. And they're like, well, he's dead. <laughs> he's a mafia. Not work. <laughs> yeah. So he's, this bloke is checking in under a fake name all these years. And instead of being like, I'm going to pick fucking... John Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might stand out a little in Sicily too. <laughs> but they pick a fuck. He picks a mafia guy. Like what? You know what an idiot. Um, and so he they they found this bloke, this Bonafede guy. Apparently had surgery in Palermo twice. Once in 2020. Once in 2021. Um, and they they're sort of they're phone mapping and they're figuring out the time and the location. Like it's got to be this guy. Then they see a, a, a chemotherapy session pops up under his name and they're like, we've got one shot to get this guy. And so in on Monday morning, a hundred members of the armed forces surrounded the clinic where he was. And um and yeah, as he's walking out, they go, What's your name? And he goes, you know who who the fuck I am. You know, I'm sick. He's probably sick of this. He's just like, take me in. <laughs> yeah. Um but where he was for that 30 years, there were like rumors because he had business dealings in Venezuela. He had some in the Netherlands, like the United States. So, and there's all these sightings. Everyone's like, he's in, he's in Venezuela. That's where he's escaped. The entire time, he was just living in Sicily, like living in the town that he grew up in. in so this is literally like Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Where, where yeah, it's like yeah. he was just next door to the thing. Totally. Long. Living rent-free in he, those cops' heads. Yeah. 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 He lived eight kilometers from where he was born. And like every time they come up to him, he, and they said, what's your name? He'd just say another name. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, it's just the one time he slipped off. Yeah, my name's Don Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Hill is my name, actually. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> so in this article, they were talking about like how nobody, basically the, the network of people surrounding him was so tight-lipped, you just do not talk, that the cops were like, please tell us where he is. And everyone's like, but what is no. it? But he, mu- he was going down the shops. He was going to the shops. Like, a neighbor told Italian TV that he frequently saw the man and they would greet each other regularly. Like, he's just like, hey, Matteo, how you doing? Oh, but then the cops come around like, where's Matteo? And they're like, I don't know, who, who the fuck are you talking about? It's not oh. even an Italian name. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So Jeez. for 30 years, he just lived in a little apartment, just went about Phenomenal. his day. Just That's kind of cool. Phenomenal. And what I, the, the icing on the cake for me in this article was, this is what he was, because he, I, I mentioned earlier, he was always known for like being a bit more flashy and like, and that's why the old school didn't like him a lot because he was a bit more of a showy guy. And plus all the gaming, that's pretty nerdy. Um, but when he, so he's, and he's still like, he, I don't know how old he is here, but he'd be in his seventies and he's still like trying to dress like a, he's fucking uh, 16 years old. But do you guys remember the, um, do you remember that monkey that was in Ikea and it was wearing that stupid yeah, coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dressed like that. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't remember... Here's the monkey. I can sh- we can put, put this photo <laughs> up on the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here's Matteo getting arrested by the authorities. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the, that's the exact same <laughs> energy. He's like a little toddler. He's, <laughs> he's like <laughs> daring them to catch him. Yeah, yeah, this is like yeah, a yeah. social experiment to see how useless the Italian police are. Yeah, totally. He's got he's a t-shirt be- on that says, my name is Matteo. <laughs> <laughs> but like after 30, surely 10 years, you'd be really worried. 15. 30, 20, you think you're on the... 20 years, you're either... I'm clean, I'm free. Or you'd be like, yeah, you'd be fucking with him. You're like, what? All right, come on. Yeah, do you yeah, even yeah. want to catch me? You'd be a bit offended, <laughs> I totally. feel. You know? Yeah, am I that? You'd be right. You'd be starting a podcast. <laughs> 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 Calling Diane Sawyer. Um, right, you, know hap- you know what happens when those guys get offended. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, hold on. Shaya, let's ask the final two questions. Anthony, if someone says to you, I'm going down to Sicily for a day, only 24 hours, I need something to do morning, afternoon, night, what do you tell them to do? Where do they go? Um, probably just go to Catania or Taormina, depending what the budget is, mm-hmm. and just like hang at the beach, go to a bar, yep. get fucked up. Beach bar food. Beach bar, bar food, yeah. Live, have a cannoli, live white lotus. baby. If, if, if they have a morning, maybe there's a, there's a couple of really nice sets of greek ruins mm-hmm. that, that are nice if you're into that if you're not into that fuck it just hit the bar it's mm-hmm. a it's a relaxing Hell place yeah. Beautiful. okay and then last question your comedy career has ascended the highest of heights you have not one 
euro, not two euro, but several million euro. When all is said and done, would you settle down in Sicily? No. No. No, no. absolutely not. I mean, Summer house though? Uh, no. <laughs> not even. Jeez. Not even. Yeah. Like it's Damn, your grandfather's going to put a hit <laughs> out on you. <laughs> yeah, but that guy's clock's sick in it. Anyway. That's fine. They're going to catch him outside of the drugstore soon. <laughs> That fucking guy. <laughs> my 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 grandfather, whose name is Anthony Lacascio, uh, sired two boys. One of them, which is my dad, who is Giuseppe Salvatore Lacascio, and one of them, who is my uncle, Frank Lacascio. Oh, so every yeah. every time I like people are like, oh, you know the you know this fucking, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Damn. And then I have to contend with the fact that the only other f- Anthony Lacascio who has the third most popular YouTube video by a person called Anthony Lacascio, which still rubs me the wrong way, <laughs> and AnthonyLacascio.com is a famous fucking New Jersey tap dancer. <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. That's so, so good. You need to get Paulie Walnuts, your cousin, your uncle, who put a hit out him in Jersey. <laughs> More wine, more yeah, wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care of him. We take that. Can we get that domain? Actually, let's <laughs> concrete this guy over. Yeah, fuck uh, yeah, you have some stuff to plug, right? I think you got some shows coming up, don't uh, you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I am doing my new festival hour coming up. Uh, it's called Heart of Darkness. It's uh, not about being a wog at all. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just about all the bad, the bad things that I've done in my life and redemption and all that. And kind of Melbourne stuff. and Sydney. Adelaide this week. Oh, so I'm going to be in Adelaide oh. this week for the Fringe, um, Melbourne, uh, Perth Comedy Festival, which is in May, Sydney. Uh, I've got I've got a Newcastle date and a Wollongong date. Great, right. awesome. and we should yeah. say th- when you say this week, that's the 13th because this will come out on the 13th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're in Adelaide, go see. Yes, go please. See yes, please. Also, like. Congrats, 100,000 downloads, guys. Oh, that, yeah. that was this week. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking outstanding. Yeah. Thank you so Pretty much. Pretty chuffed. We're only about uh, 40,000 of them ourselves, actually. <laughs> 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 I've got about 15 phones. If, if people wanted to look up your dates, where would they find you on social media? Social media, it's at, uh, at anthony.locash on Instagram or TikTok. Um, and it's anthonylacascio.me, not .com, thanks to that fucking tap dancer. But the, the tickets are all on sale there. Right? Great. And if you love tap dancing in New <laughs> Jersey. Uh, thanks so much, thanks, man. man. That was yeah. great. Thank thanks for you listening, guys. team. And as always, please rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can hit us up on all social media. We love hearing from you. We've got shirts for sale, baby. You can find them on the link on our Instagram bio and thanks everyone for listening yes hell yeah thank you we'll see you next week everyone thanks anthony ciao